Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I'm back today with my good friend, Caleb Schrader, and we're talking about cancel culture. If you guys missed Monday's episode, go back and listen. We're talking about how uh, homeschooling our kids can help prepare them for this world that really does want to cancel them. And it's so important for our kids to know what they believe and why they believe it and be able to defend their beliefs. And uh, so that's what we're talking about this week. I want to thank our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. You can try it out for free, ctcmath.com. Caleb, welcome back. I am enjoying this conversation and it's so interesting to talk through these things. And so at the end of Monday's episode, we were talking about um, how we recognize, I I wanted to talk about this today, how do we recognize and expose the lies of Mm -hmm. culture? And I find sometimes even for myself, it's hard to recognize those things uh, because we need to expose them in a way that is godly, right? Mm -hmm. And doesn't, you know, blaspheme or shame the, the, the name of Jesus. But in order to expose them, we have to be able to recognize them. And so how Mm -hmm. do we teach our kids and how do we ourselves learn to recognize the lies that are just swirling all around us? So the most subtle lie that I think that I struggle with believing, my kids struggle with believing, my congregation struggles with believing, um, is that truth is what I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the reason that, that cancel culture wants to cancel us is because if, if we say something and it makes them feel bad, we must be wrong, um, because truth is determined by feelings and, and we, we do the same thing. We really do. Um, you know, if I feel like something's right, then I know it's right. And, and we don't do a good job of, of basing truth on God's word. God's word mm-hmm. is truth. That's, that's it. That's right. the measure of truth is, is God's word. Um, and really, I think it's important for us to teach our kids how we got here. Um, so just like even as you study world history and you sort of go through um, these philosophical shifts, um, you can show your kids, you know, where, um, how, how do we get to the point where truth is what I feel? And like even going all the way back to Rousseau, who he sort of turned inward to find truth and then flowing out of that, just tracing that through history, I think helps our kids see like how different generations were affected by their worldview. Um, so one of the one of the major reasons that we want to homeschool is so that we can be the ones who teach our kids history so that we can show mm-hmm. them hey here's the world here's how we got here um so so yeah. um teaching them these concepts for me has been something i've learned to do by the books that i'm reading um one of those one of the books that um i've been reading actually i haven't finished reading it yet i was sharing with you earlier i sort of jumped from book to book um but strange new world um by carl truman mm-hmm. um he does a really good job of some of exposing some of the lies um that we as a society believe and he says this in that book let me just quote to you real quick from um, Strange New World. He says, when the goal of human existence is personal psychological satisfaction, then all moral codes are merely instrumental and therefore continually reversible to this subjective psychological end. Um, We've really redefined um, what's good as what makes you feel good. Um, And that's why, you know, if you feel good as a woman when you're a man, well, that's good. You know, we can reverse that. Um, But we, we need to be careful that, you know, we can point that out, but what are the ways that we do the same thing, right? What are the ways that we say, well, you know what, um, I'm going to do this because it makes me feel good. Um, we need to be asking these questions of our actions, like what's, what's true, you know, what's, what's, 
biblical about this? Why am I doing this? So we're teaching, we need to be teaching our children to think biblically through issues instead mm-hmm. of just thinking emotionally. Um, there's there's three major major lies of cancel culture that I try to sort of bring up um, with my congregation, with my children. Um, the very first lie is that I am my own. Um, Americans, we love, you know, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. That's our <laughs> bread and butter. Um, but as believers, we're not our own. Um, 1 Corinthians 6 explains, you are not your own. It's it's absolutely clear. You've been bought with a price. And so that means that your whole body belongs to Jesus. And that's really what it means to be a Christian. It means Jesus is your Lord. And so you've surrendered your own autonomy to him. So everything that you do, you're doing as as his servant. You're doing it for his glory. Um, cancel culture, they do what they do for themselves. They do what they right. do to make themselves happy. Um, we We surrender that right when we give our life to Jesus. Um, the second lie that cancel culture believes is that my life is for my happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, life is is what makes me happy. Um, we as believers understand that ultimate joy is found in the presence of the Lord. You know, pleasure is at His right hand. And so we're longing to be with Him. You know, one day in His courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. So our desire is to be with Him. And we we've, we recognize, you know, there's temporary satisfaction in worldly things, but that's not really what's going to fulfill you, bring you joy. So we teach our, our kids this. What satisfies is not what's temporal. It's not what's 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 fleeing. And the third lie I sort of already mentioned is that my feelings determine the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, So we need to teach our kids. And this means like, you know, when our kids are disagreeing with each other and they're up in arms about what their sibling did or what their friend did, um, we help them to sort of separate and figure out, okay, what is it that you're feeling and what is it that's actually true here? And then how does truth address your feelings. And it's not that feelings aren't real. Feelings are real. And we need to not just discount them because part of who we are is we're emotional beings and emotions Mm -hmm. are good. Um, But our emotions can also deceive us. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So we need to teach them to sort through those. Um, But one of the dangers is is getting to a point where they start thinking all of my emotions are evil. And so I need to be, you know, this sort of monastic person. I was teaching our our youth um, just this week in our youth group about um, the dangers of monasticism, because monasticism says everything that God has made that he's called good. I'm going to reject because Mm -hmm. all of creation is now evil. No, creation has been subjected to futility, but it's been subjected for a reason. But the good design of creation is still there. So emotions are a good thing. But teaching our kids to process those, to sort of work through those, is is what's essential that we can they can help them to understand that. Uh, another book that I found extremely helpful is the book Total Truth um, by Nancy Piercy. Okay. Um, and she does a really good job of showing how we've sort of created a bifurcated version of truth in our society where we've separated truth into the facts domain and the feelings domain. So there's feelings, there's truth for your feelings, but then there's there's truth for facts. And those two are not allowed to address each other. So we're actually teaching our kids to use the, their rational brain to emo- address their emotional self. Mm-hmm. And we're teaching them truth applies across to all of those. And they're not two separate fields. And so a lot of our society in the last 150 years has been working really hard at separating those two things from each other. Um, Francis Schaeffer is the one who really introduced that concept of a separation of truth where there's feelings and facts, but it's all the same. Truth is across the board. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that you talk about um, 
just our desire for happiness, you know, I think as humans, that that is always everyone's desire, but how the, the, the world tells us, you know, do whatever makes you happy. And I hate seeing those t-shirts and signs and stuff, you know, you do what makes you happy. And I was just having a conversation with Brooklyn about this yesterday, as a matter of fact, and we were talking about going back to the idea and the fact that we're here on purpose for a purpose, right? And our mm. purpose in this life is not to make us happy. Our purpose is to glorify God. Mm-hmm. That's why we're here. And here, a couple years ago, maybe it was during like the beginning of COVID, I think, I one day just came to this realization that our life on this earth right now, if we are true believers, if we are truly surrendered to Christ, this life on this earth is our hell. It's as bad as it's ever going to get for us because we Mm. just have heaven to look forward to. And so we need to strive in everything that we do to get to that finish line, to get to heaven and for God to say, well done, good and faithful servant. But this is as bad as it's going to get. But for those who are not surrendered to Christ, for those who do not live their life for the Lord, this is their heaven. Mm -hmm. This is as good as it's ever going to get for them. And when you think about all of this stuff in light of that, like, Man, it's hard. Cancel culture is hard. All the things that that are surrounding us, hmm. they're hard. But this is as hard as it's ever going to get if we love Jesus and are truly committed to serving Him with our lives. Uh, let's yeah. take a quick break. We'll be right back. Remember the songs that you learned as a little child? They're still deep in your memory and on the tip of your tongue, and they'll last a lifetime. Imagine if those precious songs had taught you God's Word. Using the classical model, BibleQuest provides both a plan and ready-to-use tools like scripture memory songs, games, and activities to make lifelong teaching of the Bible easy and effective. Simply pick a few tools for the week, practice them together, and enjoy how easy and effective teaching God's Word can be. Try four weeks free at BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked. That's R-O-C-K-E-D. Do you want to encourage independent learning in your students? Do you have multiple students with individual learning styles? Homeschooling is an excellent opportunity to customize your child's education. BJU Press is here to help. For each academic subject, BJU Press has created video lessons that will lead your child through each of their courses. Your child will experience thorough lesson content administered by experienced and engaging teachers who will walk your child through the assignments so they know what to expect. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your student. We are back with Caleb. Um, How do we engage in in talking about cancel culture? How do we engage constructively with people who want to cancel us? Because we talked about Mm -hmm. that um, in the first episode and that, you know, we need to approach this from a Christian perspective in a loving way. Mm-hmm. How do we how do we teach our kids to do that? And how do we do that ourselves? Yeah. You know, so uh, I, I quoted earlier on your podcast um, from First Peter 2.12, where it says, keep your conduct honorable mm-hmm. among Gentiles. And it's using that word Gentiles to mean unbelievers. Um, so we need to be thinking about, you know, our conduct. Are, are we acting in a way that's that's honorable? Um, and And what I mean by that is the gospels is is offensive and we're going to offend people when we speak the truth but it should be the only thing that's offensive mm-hmm. the the truth of the gospel now part of the truth right. of the gospel is the definition of sin 
you know? And so we're going to, we're going to expose sin. We're going to talk about sin. Um, but, but we should do it in a way that's spoken in love. So we speak the truth in love. And so I, I encourage homeschool parents, um, to sort of disarm their enemies with kindness, um, to just have this, have this kindness where, um, you're, you know, you're slow to anger. You're just, you're quick to love. Um, yeah. we're supposed to have a, a debt of love. Um, Romans 2, 12, 20 says this, it says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, um, give him a drink and so do, and you'll heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So how we address council culture is with kindness. We we mm. disarm our enemies with kindness. Remember, Jesus taught in the Sermon on the Mount. He says, you know, if your enemy is doing something wrong to you, actually, let me read it to you. Matthew 5, 43, he says, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rains on the just and on the unjust. So, I mean, literally pray for people who attack you. Um, teach that to your children, mm -hmm. you know? So, like, when I you see those, those, those evil people in our society who are saying evil things or even saying evil things about you guys as you have a media presence, pray for those people. Pray for their yeah. salvation, you know? Um, and I think it's really easy for us as, as believers to sort of get up in arms and to fall into the same trap instead of looking at our you know, our enemies, the people who are opposed to us and say, wow, you know, let's, let's pray that they get saved. Yeah. Let's pray for their, yep. for their salvation. Um, and, and that this is actually what sets us apart from the world. Um, Jesus goes on in, in Matthew five, he says, if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Don't even the tax collectors do the same. If you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so. Therefore you shall be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. Um, my, I, I love this verse right here. It's, um, it was Eric Liddell's favorite verse. I don't know if you remember mm. Eric Liddell. Yeah. He won the yeah. gold medal in the 1924 okay. Olympics yeah. in the 400 meters. And then he went to China and he died um, in a concentration camp in China of, of a brain tumor. Um, but while he was there, you know, the Japanese came in and took over during World War II. Um, this was his life motto, be perfect. And he'd tell everybody, his fellow believers in the concentration camp, be perfect. And what that meant is he'd go and he'd pray for the Japanese guards by name every single day. Mm. He'd figure out like things he could do to serve them wow. when they were abusing him. Um, there's, I just read his biography recently. It's called for the glory. And it's just so, so convicting because I'm like, I'm not having to put up with that. You know, the things that I'm, I'm putting up with are so, so subtle. Um, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the term soft totalitarianism. You know, it's not like I outright totalitarianism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's um in in um live not by lies. Yep. Um and and that's that's what we're facing. Um and it's a little more subtle, but in a way it's it tempts us to respond a little more subtly, you know, a little more passive aggressive. No, we don't do that. We don't fall into the same trap. Instead, we repay um evil with good. Um, and this is what separates us from the world. Um, and so the world believes they have a right to getting vengeance for their words when they're offended. We don't. Mm -hmm. We surrender that right. Um, and so we pray for them. We speak the truth. Um, but we speak it a lot differently. The way that that we tweet, you know, the way that we post, the way that we interact yeah. should be markedly different from the world. Yeah. Um, and so we, we are going to, the way that we're going to cancel cancel culture is with kindness. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. We were talking in the first episode about uh, the Roe v. Wade um, 
decision by the Supreme Court. And I, one of the posts that I saw on Facebook recently was a lady who, you know, posted something about, you know, how excited she was and somebody just blasted her for it. And she Mm -hmm. just came back with scripture and she said, you don't understand. It's not my opinion that matters. It's what God says about it that matters. And so she just listed a bunch of scripture and, and how do you argue with that? I mean, you can't argue with it, you know, but as a, as a believer, as a Christian, you're then arguing with the God of the universe, you know, the God who created that child and the Mm -hmm. God who created you. And so then your issue is with God, not with her. And she just so graciously answered this person. And I just thought, you know what, that's, that's what we need. Instead of just deleting all these friends of ours who don't believe like we do, take them to the word of God, take them to scripture and say, but this is what God says Mm -hmm. is true about this. I learned that my uh, junior year in high school, Dean Spolstra, you know him, um, mm-hmm. he's a pastor in Palmdale, and he was my Bible theology teacher. And oftentimes, I, I, we went, I, I grew up in a church um, that was not very biblically sound. And so we mm-hmm. would have all kinds of crazy things happen. And I would go to him and I would say, this thing happened at church this week, or the pastor said this. And I, I just don't know. I mean, I was, you know, what, 16, 17 years old at the time. I said, I, it just, I don't think this is true. And he was the first one ever to teach me. He said, it doesn't matter what I say. What does the word of God say about it? Let's mm-hmm. open up the Bible. And he would literally open up the Bible with me and he wow. would take me to scripture and he would say, this is what God says about it. That's what matters. And I'm so thankful that I learned that early on, you know, and I mm-hmm. still, I, I, you know, do that with my girls. Like who cares what I say? You know, I'm wrong yeah. about stuff all the time. Um, but God's word is true and it never returns void. And so that is our measure of truth. And so teaching yeah. that to our kids and in that, um, I want you to talk, we have a few minutes left in this episode. One of the things I admire most about you, Caleb, is that I know that you are a dad and husband who is dedicated to teaching your family the word of God and not mm-hmm. just reading a verse here or there, but truly digging into scripture and teaching them, not just from the pulpit, but in your home, what God's word says and studying it with them. Tell us what it looks like for you as a Christian dad to lead your family spiritually. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I love telling dads, you don't need a Bible degree to lead family worship. Um, yeah. All you need is to have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Um, yeah. and, and you have a responsibility, you know, like I've been, I've been encouraging dads, you know, we had Father's Day here a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I've just been encouraging dad, you're going to stand before God one day and he's going to yeah. say, I gave you those children. Um, what did you do with them? And hopefully you didn't bury them in the sand. You know, hopefully yeah. you're going to say, I, there's increase, there's spiritual increase in the life of my children. And he's going to say, I gave you my daughter. I gave you this woman as your wife. Did you wash her in the water of the word? I mean, that's, that's yeah. the model that Jesus has given for us as husbands. But here's the thing, like that's, oh, that's overwhelming. And I want that to be overwhelming because we, we need to tremble at the responsibility we have. But it's as simple as reading. If you can yeah. read, you can leave, lead your family in devotions. And so the majority of our worship, our family worship time, is just reading the text. Mm-hmm. You just read the text. Um, I don't like write out a devotional or <laughs> you know come up with a bunch of questions beforehand. I just read it, and then we just yeah. we just talk about it. Yeah. Um, and last year we set the goal of reading through the New Testament in a year. Um, and actually, this is I can give this as a challenge to your listeners. If you read five chapters of the New Testament a week. 
you'll make it through the New Testament in one, in one year. And yeah. so I said, okay, we're going to read five times a week. And what we did, we just attached it to a meal, which also meant we had to have five meals together, right. <laughs> um, which is actually, this is crazy. That's the largest indicator of whether kids stay in the church is how hmm. many meals a week they have as a family. That, that sort of blew me away. I saw that statistic recently. Um, and so having those meals together, that's what's going to re- result in a continuation of the faith. It seems wow. like something so simple, but it's something so lost in our society. So I, I set this goal last year. Let's have five meals together and and read the Bible after those five meals. And we got through it. We got through the New Testament of the year. And I have to admit, sometimes we had to double up, you know, yep. um, not on the meals, but on the reading. Right. Um, because, <laughs> you know, the life of, of homeschool families these days are, are crazy. Good. The life of yep. a pastor is crazy. So now we're reading through the New Testament. Um, and we're in Leviticus and it's hard, it's hard, yeah. but we always find something, you know, to, to, to get from the passage. Um, yeah. you know, sometimes I have to answer some really awkward questions going through Leviticus and it's fine as a dad to say, you know what kids, I don't know that that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, because then you get a sort of walk on a journey with your kids and, and, you know, dads, if you're out there, you know, learn how to use a concordance, learn how to use yeah. a treasury of scripture knowledge. And all these things are free. Now you can get these apps on your phone. Like blue yeah. letter Bible is one that I use. Oh, you okay. have your TSK, you have your concordance. You can just click on a word and you can see all the other verses that uses that word. Um, you can get commentaries that are in the public domain. Now the Matthew Henry commentary is a public domain. So you can access that for free. Um, so there's, there's a lot of tools that you can use and you're teaching your kids to study Bible, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and you're also showing them, I don't have the answers, but guess what? Yeah. I can find them as I, as I read God's word, as I pray, as I use the tools that are available to me, we can find those answers together. Amen. Amen. All right. We're out of time. We're going to come back tomorrow, finish this conversation, talking about cancel culture, how we can prepare our children for this crazy mm-hmm. world that they live in. Um, praise God that that people that were here, that he made us for such a time as this. And mm. our kids are here for such a time as this. So yeah. uh, thank you guys for listening. If you've not yet signed up for our mailing list, go to schoolhouserocked.com. Sign up for our mailing list there. We would love for you to do that. We don't send a lot of emails. Um, actually, we should probably send a lot more. <laughs> but we will keep you in the loop on what we're doing. And we are actually going to be at Caleb's Church in Palmdale, California on Friday, August 5th. We're doing a movie night there, a homeschool event. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if you guys are anywhere near Palmdale or within driving distance of Palmdale, California, we would love for you to come and join us. It's going to be a free event. Come and meet us. My girls and I will be there. Caleb and his wife and his family will be there and um, lots of others. I think Nanette Brown is going to be there. She's also in the movie. So there's going to be several cast members who will actually be at this event. We would love to meet you. It is going to be at Faith Community Church on August 5th. And we have had uh, information going out on um, that event in our newsletter. So make sure you're signed up for that and you can get all the details there. Have a great afternoon. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.